No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Tuesday night edition, Daily Boogie Podcast. Let's go. Hope you had a lovely day, because I certainly did. We're going to pick up where we left off from yesterday. Uh, if you didn't see yesterday's show, if you missed out on yesterday, go back and watch it. It's creatively titled Live From Lockdown. And because I've got so much stuff that I've collected over the last month, which we just I, I just have to get through, and I don't want to rush any of it. <laughs> Because it's just so much darn fun to know how protected we are, isn't it? I'm just so happy. I'm so happy and safe. You know, what I love most about the government is they will go out of their way to protect me from the evil things in the world. And, you know, I want to dedicate this show for the foreseeable future to congratulating people who deserve it, ladies and gentlemen. So this is part two of Live From Lockdown. And we haven't even got to the good stuff yet. Thank you for joining us. Going to be wrapping it up a little bit early tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm out of the way by 7pm for our good friend Phil D'Angelo, dlive.tv slash winning TV. He'll be coming up at 7 with the great Kitty B, ladies and gentlemen. Winning TV and Kitty B here on dlive.tv. So I'll be out of here at 7. So I, I, we have to get right into it. Pick up where we left off from last night. Uh, what did we cover yesterday? What were the things that we had to yesterday? Oh, that's right. Yeah. The guy who traveled across the world, literally to the other side of the planet from Canada to Australia, and then was denied access to see his dying mother, who was one one more one hour flight away from him. I mean, that was that was a real tearjerker, that one. Uh, what else do we have? We also had the senator here in Australia who went on the record and said, People who aren't vaccinated should be excluded from public life, banned from going from super, uh, to supermarkets, going to work, riding public transport, and banned from leaving their own home. And I'll remind you, somebody voted for this man. <laughs> and we'll get to his state a little later on. But because there are so many things here which some people might make find confronting, you know, science deniers, for example... Science deniers, ladies and gentlemen, they're everywhere. You've got to be vigilant with these fucking the conspiracy theorists and the science deniers and all of the bigots and the supremacists and whatnot. Holy shit! Ducks Regionist dropping a guinea on us. Thank you very much, sir. Very generous. Says bust you out of lockdown with a guinea. Get in. Oh, mate. It's going to be tougher than that. How are we going to put the ninja guinea in the water, sir? Bring a sub. Can can we change it for? Can I trade a Lamborghini for a sub? Will they take one? But then they're going to have the same problem. And how are you going to fit all of those sailors into a guinea? It's you know it's notoriously a coupe, isn't it? But unfortunately, there's no room in the trunk. That's where the engine is. So we're kind of fucked. <laughs> so you know, with all of this darkness and misery and whatnot swirling around us here on the second edition of the Live From Lockdown mini-series, as we're calling it. How about, would you like to start off with some actual positive news for a change? I know, look, I know I said yesterday we'll start with positive news and it turned out being uh, a guy who was denied access to see his dying mother and then potentially missing a funeral as well because of COVID uh, quarantine rules. So, you know, I was kind of jerking your chain yesterday, but not today. Not today. Today it's legit. Do you want a good news story to open up the show today? I swear I'm not tricking you. This isn't a game. Would you like a good news story? Press one in the chat. Because I think people deserve good news from time to time. It's not all bad. There are some okay reasons for getting up in the morning from time to time. Sinister Sinister Charlie says, I don't trust you. Wise decision, my young Padawan. Very wise. Yeah, I think... I think most people want to see some good news, so come with me, if you will, on a little journey here as I show you this little ripper that I found only this morning. 
Jim Enward with the diamond. Glad to be back. Sorry I missed the last month. And so you should be. You should be very sorry. If you just if you just happen to wandered in, we've actually been live like every day for a month. You just missed out. I don't know what to tell you. Mr. Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. I fell for this shit yesterday. Hashtag never again. Well, I'm afraid the people have spoken. And as you know, this show is a democracy. So I'm afraid it's more good news, ladies and gentlemen, on the COVID front. Yay, just what we need. You know what we need? We need some good news, like war news. You know, like in World War II, how the family would sit around the wireless and they'd hear like the crackly... Tremendous news from the front this weekend as we have begun to push the Germans back into the Rhineland. Generals on the ground are reporting tremendous victories. You know, and the whole family be like, yes, come on. Let's kick some ass over there. I think we need that. And there's good news out there. And when I think of good news, ladies and gentlemen, of course I'm thinking about primarily, more than anything else, how can we keep our brave frontline, you know, nurses and doctors and whatnot, how can we keep them on top of their game? That's what I really like to think about. Because sure, you know, letting them blow off steam by twerking on TikTok and stuff, it only lasts so long. And now we're so much, you know, we're in the grips of the second or the third wave or the eighth wave or whichever fucking wave we're up to. I don't even know anymore. One wave just seems to blend into the next, doesn't it? Funny how that works. But uh, whichever wave we're up to, how do we keep their spirits high? How do we keep them ahead of the curve? How do we keep them on top of their game? And I'm glad to report, I'm happy to report that finally someone has come up with a solution here, ladies and gentlemen. This will warm your heart. (laughs) From the people behind Sophia the robot, we've covered Sophia on the show before. Sophia the humanoid robot. From the people behind Sophia the robot comes Grace, a humanoid robot built to assist healthcare workers. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet Grace the healthcare robot. (laughs) Y'all ready for this? Fucking let's go. Bring it. This humanoid, uh, this human-like robot was created to help blah, 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 who are overwhelmed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Temperature reading and pulse with this little thermal camera on my chest. See, you are 36.6 degrees Celsius, by the way. No risk of COVID. This is indeed a disturbing universe. What the fuck is going on? Um, press one in the chat if you find this a little creepy. (laughs) How far away are we? How far away are we from this being the norm? Um, because we've we've spent so much time on this show covering like humanoid robots, primarily in the sex robot category, because let's be honest, it's funny. Um, but we did do a lot of work on Sophia when that was around and stuff as well. Here's a little fun little thought experiment for you. Why do you think they make them a you know a young girl? I'll award a hundred internets to the person who gets it correct. Think psychologically, not sexually. It's not a sex robot. And before anybody says, I'll turn it into a sex robot, please, this is a frontline worker. Now, of the future, anyway. Why do you think they make them uh, young girls? Genuine question. No, no, no. No, not pedo conditioning. Nope, nope. Why would you need to condition pedos? They're already... They don't need to be trained. Yes, winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, with the 10 Internets Award. Um, if you make it this face, it's, yes, Jenny B, exactly on the right track. It's less threatening. It's disarming, right? It's disarming. It's less threatening. A, a female face is more likely to you know, elicit subconscious reactions like, 
you know, nurturing and caregiving and baby, yes, babysitting, looking after you, right? It disarms you. Your brain starts to recognize images and tone and everything and the, and the entire look, right? And it starts to say, I'm, this is not, this is not a threat to me. This is something good. This is going to help me. Oh, even if you aren't consciously aware of it, parts of your brain are firing off in that direction, right? Because what do you, what response do you think they would get from this if the if the robot looked like, say, I don't know, Dr. Anthony Fauci? <laughs> I just took your temperature with this camera strapped to my chest. Now go and lie down on the bed, right? It's not going to have the same effect on people. So they make them because Sophia is a young woman as well. It's not a coincidence. It's because they they study long and hard. You know, there are psychologists working for these robotics companies, trying to make them more lifelike, trying to make them more likable, trying to get you to accept it. This is all about acceptance, right? And if we can make the, you know, if we can make the machine as non-threatening and as inviting as possible, then people will be more likely to accept it. Simple as that. Once everybody accepts, you know, robots taking their jubes and whatnot, uh, then they'll then you'll get like the Terminator-looking ones. That's that's when you'll get like a flat panel in a wall because they won't have to go through with all of this rigmarole of creating it with the hair and the eyes and the and making it look human. Why does it have to look human? Because if you think I'm wrong, that's fine. You can think I'm wrong, but then you just have to answer this question: Why bother making it look human then? If you think I'm wrong. What, just just for fun? You think you think they would do it just for fun, just for kicks? Of course not. There's a reason behind everything when you spend this much money. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, years and years and years and years and years of research. Nothing's by accident when you get to that point. So let's carry on here. Let's carry on here with the disarming young female robotic nurse, which takes your temperature by using a camera strapped to its chest. Also, I note that you are responsive and aware, Ooh. which is good. And then I share that important data back to the doctors and nurses at the institution. A healthcare robot. Same company behind the famous Sophia. There's our girl. <laughs> uh, up on the screen, if you're listening to the podcast, it says, Grace is a prototype designed to interact with older patients. Do you think that's because the older patients won't be able to tell the difference? <laughs> Why don't we try it on the pensioners first, sir? Let's see how lifelike she really is. <clears throat> you know, Janice, my nurse is just the most lovely young lady. She's always on time and she's always very polite. She can take my temperature just by looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try them out on the old people. If we can fool the old people, then that's good enough. Imagine that. So what the old so the younger people get the actual real life human you know nurses and the older people get the fucking robots walking running in the rust buckets. <laughs> ah, they don't care. They don't know the fucking difference. Send in the machine. Send in the photocopier. They don't give a fuck as long as they're talking to somebody, they'll be happy. The beautiful part about a robot nurse when you send it into the old folks, you know, area is they can just talk and talk and talk and talk and the nurse will never get bored. That is an amazing story. Can you please tell me another one? Maybe we just start, maybe we just save money on elderly healthcare altogether and just start assigning robots to old people. Sign them up with three sentences. That was a great story. Uh, have you seen the latest Matlock and why doesn't your daughter call anymore? That's it. Three sentences, that'll be enough. That's all you need. Very cheap programming. It'll keep them busy. Yeah, but this isn't weird at all. You know, this they're not they're not creating um, humanoid robots to interact with humans 
Uh, they're not making them look human in order to normalize us to where we get to the point where we just expect to talk to a machine. Like, that's not happening. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. The robots are stealing my money. <laughs> can do all kinds of things for elderly people. Mm. I can visit with people and brighten their day with social stimulation. Stimulation. You're not, Grace, you're not helping. I'm trying to sell you as not a sex doll, okay? I can assist the elderly gentleman with stimulation. Oh, no. Grace, what are you doing? It's not another prostate exam, is it? You bet your sweet ass it is, Daddy. All right, let's go. And help guide exercise, but also can do talk therapy. Talk therapy. readings and help healthcare providers assess their health and deliver treatments. Can't, 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 you know, this is a crazy idea as well. Can't a human also do those things? I mean, just as a general kind of logistics thing, why would we need to invent a human-looking robot to do the job that humans are already doing? Don't you find that strange? Like, if you're one of the people who's out there, because most people who are commenting on this and stuff and sharing it around, they're saying how wonderful it is, how amazing technology is. And granted, it's amazing technology, like what they're able to do. Fair and fair call. I'm just wondering why we need to do it. Like, do you never stop to think about that? <laughs> Imagine today there would be, I swear to God, there would be nurses somewhere in the world today who would be who would be cheering this, celebrating, thinking that it's going to work out well for them. Don't praise the machine. Send in the DJ five thousand. I'll see you in hell. They'd be saying, what a wonderful idea this is. And then ten years from now, when they're getting replaced by the robot, then they'll be really angry. They'll be talking to each other in the lineup for the, you know, the Amazon warehouse job, which I don't want to burst your bubble. We'll all be working at Amazon by, you know, in 10 years. Every company will be owned by Amazon, including the company that makes the robot nurses, which replace the nurses working at the Amazon National Hospital, who then have to go and work at the Amazon warehouse because the robots are better nurses than the nurses are. And then, you know, 10 years later, after you've been sacked from your job at the hospital, you get a job at the Amazon warehouse sorting boxes, and then they make an announcement. Hey, guess what? We've created a robot that's going to help you sort the boxes in the Amazon warehouse. And the same dumb as dog shit nurses who celebrated their own replacement with this Grace, the robotic nurse, will again start cheering and go, this is going to make my job so much easier. It's going to happen. They'll do it again. So when we get there, just try to act surprised, okay? The CEO of Hanson Robotics said Grace's life, uh, lifelike features are meant to... Listen... <laughs> Oh, that's one way of saying it. So what we were just talking about, you know, about the psychological effects, about disarming you, about, you know, making, firing off little things in your brain about nurturing and safety and uh, timidness and, you know, gentle and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> the way that the CEO describes it is, quote, facilitate more natural interactions with patients. We're facilitating again. Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. <laughs> Her lifelike features are meant to facilitate more natural interactions, which is another way of saying we're trying to trick your brain into thinking that this is okay. Just another way of saying it. <laughs> Lucas in the chat, someone fucks this walking fleshlight. <laughs> You, that would that would be a bad idea because you see it has its camera mounted on the on the chest there and it takes your temperature, so it's gonna know when you're horny. It's probably got some fucking capsicum spray 
you know, button or switch on it somewhere that you might accidentally knock. Her expressions resemble human facial muscle movements. Yeah, it's not weird at all. She kind of looks like uh, the actress formerly known as Ellen Page. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Very young. Very, very young virgin. Can you see it? Just a little bit. With the sad face. Grace's creators plan to mass produce a beta version of her by August and fully deploy her. She's being deployed. She's like a missile. Ah, fully deploy. <laughs> Yet another example, ladies and gentlemen. Yet another. Here we are again. It's another one of those, you know, time envelope moments here on the Daily Boogie podcast, because here we are again with a little vortex, a little wormhole into the future. Because this thing is going to be deployed where? In Hong Kong and mainland China by 2022, which means we'll be getting it around 2024. You know, all those QR uh, code scanners that you're now being asked, well, asked, that's one way of putting it, that you're now mandatory, it's mandatory now for you to scan into certain buildings and stuff, yet they were doing that in China about two years ago. They were already doing it. We're just copying everything China's already done. So if they're getting it by 2022, we're getting it by 2024. Five will get you ten. Five will get you ten. All right. Uh, tell you what. Let's let's do let's do a very short, quick little break now, and then I can come back and go right through to the end. Stick around; it's only a short break. Uh, get, grab yourself another beverage, stretch your legs, whatever the hell you got to do. Imagine a world where strange humanoid robots aren't taking over hospitals. <laughs> imagine a, imagine a simpler time, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stick around. I've been doing some looking into Boogie Bumper and his fancy voice there, fancy Australian voice. Turns out, after a little bit of uh, scrutinizing in my uh, studio here, his voice is not natural. He uses uh, digital uh, tricks, studio magic to make his voice sound deep uh, and low and nice. It's, it's actually not. It sounds like a high-pitched kind of uh, weaselly voice. And also the accent, fake. Uh, another digital trick, studio magic. So sorry, Boogie, had to expose you, but it's, uh, you know, you've been riding too high for too long, sir. It's pretty, it's so pretty. We go with Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary. Uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-lifism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charworthington here with Char Money Live, where you can have a chahootin' of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasorcin' of a where these chicans just be going chug crazy. It's off the hinge. We got Karen's jumping off the trailers! We got Karen's going crazy over french fries! We even have Karen's that think they have the force! It's insane over here at Chamberlain Live! So I appreciate you, come on down, we got the phone lines, they're always open, we'd love to have you! 
Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karen's skin within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instance, hope that any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. The best way to describe Boogie Bumper is that he is a left-wing socialist criminal who should not be allowed to have any influence over anybody. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Right back. Right back into it, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night. It is the live from lockdown second edition. And I, I swear to you, I've got so much stuff. It's probably going to be edition three and edition four as well, if if I manage to come back for the next two days. Uh, picking up where we left off from yesterday, a little thunder from down under for you. I've got good news, ladies and gentlemen. Another state has decided to keep their people safe. Yes, isn't that fantastic? So joining the state of New South Wales and the state of Victoria, we now have the state of South Australia, which is actually the state where the senator comes from, the same senator who said that people who aren't vaccinated need to be, quote, excluded from public life and placed under house arrest. The elected senator comes from this state. So guess what? The South Australians, welcome to the party. You're now in lockdown too. Have a, go- have a look at this. I, I, I'm just so happy because I know so many people are being protected. Exactly, Jim. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> More than 13.5 million uh, Australians, half the nation's population now, are back living under lockdown as South Australia enters its first day of a seven-day shutdown. So this is just, guys, it's just one more week. (laughs) It's just one more week, you guys. Okay. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Fuck is wrong with people, man. The South Australian government today uh, (laughs) announced that they are entering a one-week lockdown. It's just one more week. Stop being so ridiculous. (laughs) They, They just keep going there. It's just one more week. South Australia moves into lockdown after... Get this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad they're keeping everybody safe. South Australia moves into lockdown after five, count them, not two, not three, not four, but five big ones, ladies and gentlemen. Five COVID cases. South Australia has now entered a lockdown after health authorities confirm the state's outbreak is a Delta strain. Is five cases an outbreak? Is it, does it work like mass shooting, you know, because if apparently if four people get, is it four? If four people get shot, then it's a mass shooting. So I guess if five people get sick, then it's an outbreak. They so far identified five cases linked to the current cluster. There's another cluster, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. <laughs> Actually, why don't we hear, why don't we hear the Premier himself? So this is like the governor of South Australia. Let's have a look. Can we have a look? Are we allowed to look? Fortunately, okay. not too much good news today. And we have no. confirmation in the last half an hour that this is the Delta variant that we're dealing with here in South Australia. And for those reasons, uh, we're extremely concerned about developments this morning. We now have a fourth and a fifth case to report. The fourth case was one of the 16 close contacts really? uh, that we announced yesterday. 
they had been in quarantine uh, and the Communicable Diseases Control Branch has been working through with this person to identify any further exposure sites, which yes. we will continue to announce throughout the morning. Oh, good. Con- rolling announcements. I'm glad they're keeping on top of it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sure it's going to get better from here. Holy shit! Coffee talk with Sandra dropping a guinea on us. Boogie, thank you. Very generous of you. Did somebody punt the 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 Pete Santilli guy? Because <laughs> I was about to. Look, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really care what happens in the chat. But spam, spam is just one thing that's just, uh, you know why? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't just accept spam emails. That's the way I look at it. So if you, you can shitpost and stuff, and I won't, I genuinely won't care because I really don't want to police the chat and stuff. But if you're just spamming, then it's like, it's like, you know, a, a fucking, a t-shirt company sending me emails, sales emails constantly. I don't want to see it. Coffee talk with Sandra dropping a double guinea on us, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. Well, I love you too. Thank you very much. The Minister of Fun was all over it. Not very fun of you, though, Kimmy. Um, why did Kimmy ban somebody? That's not what the Minister of Fun's supposed to do. Can somebody please ban Kimmy from the chat now? <laughs> we can't have our Minister of Fun banning people. That's not allowed. That's not acceptable. <laughs> See, I just, I just flip you off. I flip you off for real. Don't worry, it's not all bad news. Uh, this is my state, New South Wales. Let's see how we're doing. So what was the number for South Australia going into lockdown? It was five more cases. Okay, five cases. Okay, five cases shut it all down. See, I'm from New South Wales, and here in New South Wales, we like to think that we're the best. Why? Because we are. Because we are. Here in S- Sydney is the best city, New South Wales is the best state, and piss on all who disagree. So if South Australia think they're really cool by shutting down after five cases, guess what? We can do better than that. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no-regrets policy. No-regrets. And? The no-regrets policy. I'm I'm surprised they didn't call it Operation COVID Freedom or something. The no regrets policy. They are really good at naming these things, Happy aren't Hanukkah they? Morning. Holy shit! Winning underscore TV tipped five dollars in honor of Victor not being here to send you videos. <laughs> okay, thank you, Phil. Let's see what Phil sent us. I'm sure it's good. It's a Victor, apparently. <laughs> Okay. The coconut nut is a giant nut. If you eat too much, you get very fat. Now, the coconut nut is a big, big nut, but this delicious nut. Is not a nut, it's the cocoa fruit. What are you doing to me, mate? <laughs> what are you doing? Phil, what are you doing? The fuck is wrong with you? Thank you for the video, Phil. <laughs> By the way, Phil D'Angelo, 7 pm tonight. You scared us, Wichter. I don't even know where the fuck we were. <laughs> Thank you for the, I guess, thank you for the coconut. <laughs> Let's carry on. I've got no regrets. I tell you, speaking of the no regrets policy, you, she may have a regret when it comes to winning those swing seats in Western Sydney when the election rolls around. That might be one regret. I don't know if you know this or not, because we haven't even gotten to these videos yet. I haven't even gotten to the really good stuff yet. We're going to have to roll it on to tomorrow night. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, coconuts and whatnot. No, I'm, I'm only kidding. Thank you for the video. Um, 
So what they're doing in uh, various parts of Western Sydney right now, pardon me, oh, working the gay frogs through. What they're doing in certain parts of Western Sydney now is they're forcing, so basically they came out with a rule that said, if you don't work in the same suburb that you live in, you're not allowed to go to work. And then they're making everybody get uh, a COVID test every three days. So if you want to go to work for three days, you first have to get a COVID test. And people were lining up to get this COVID test for like six hours. So imagine being forced to queue up for six hours to get a test just to go to your own job. So she can talk about the no regrets policy, but there may be some regrets at some point when you do these things to people, rightly or wrongly. You may think it's justified and it's the right thing to do. It doesn't matter. Because if you're the person queuing up in that queue for six hours for the right to go to your own job, you will blame whoever is in charge. Oh, we're doing this to protect you, to keep you safe. And people are like, yep, thanks so much. I'm voting for the other guy now. That's how it works. Pretty basic stuff. Let's carry on. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak mm. with what she's calling a no regrets No policy. regrets. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases. And... And? Tragically, the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Eighty-two thousand tests, one hundred and eleven positive tests out of eighty-two thousand. One death. Eat that, South Australia. <laughs> we only need one. That's enough for us to throw the whole. That's enough for us to throw the fucking maxi brakes on the moving train. One. All right, everybody, stay at home. You know, they wouldn't make everybody stay at home like if a war hero died or something. You know what I mean? One guy in his 80s. Yep. And that's all it took to shut the whole thing down. So things are doing really well over here. Uh, oh, very quickly, just a little update for you. So Victoria, Melbourne specifically, has had the longest lockdown. It's another proud record for us Australians here down south in Melbourne. They've had more lockdowns in Melbourne than anywhere else on planet Earth. It is literally the most lockdown city in the world, Melbourne. And I've got good news for the Melburnians because they have this, what they've been doing lately is this thing where they come out and say, and this isn't just Melbourne. What they say is we need to have a two-week lockdown in order to avoid a longer lockdown. I'm not lying. This is the rationale. They say, look, we need to have a snap. They call it a circuit breaker now. We need to have a snap circuit breaker. We need to have a lockdown to avoid a lockdown. And people go, that's a good idea, sir. Not even lying. And then, of course, what inevitably happens is they announce like a one-week or a two-week lockdown. And what do you think happens at the end of the two-week period? Well, I guess we're going to have to extend it. Oh, you don't say. What a strange development. So we're getting updates every two weeks. Hey, it's just two more weeks, guys. Just two more weeks. Uh, Melbourne went into lockdown again, I think, for the fifth time uh, last week. And their premier came out and said, look, we know how to manage this. We're fucking kings at this stuff. We've been locking down so hard. We've got this down pat. We know what we have to do. We're calling this very short lockdown in order to avoid an extended lockdown. That was about three days ago, okay? Three days ago, they said that. Three days ago, they were arguing, okay, just a short lockdown so we can avoid a long lockdown. Well, I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, from the great state of Victoria, you'll never guess what they're doing. <laughs> Come midnight, Victorians in red zones interstate will find themselves locked out. 
in a drastic clampdown on the border. Entry permits for those particular travellers are going to be suspended for two weeks. Yep. Maggie Rayworth is in Melbourne. Maggie, a harsh rule. Are there any exemptions? There are some exemptions, Michael. Oh, really? Border bubbles Good. will remain in place. Essential workers can continue to cross the border for work and permits will be handed out for on compassionate grounds. But They're handing out permits. Ladies and gentlemen, and you know, I know that there's a lot of hyperbole and a lot of political to and fro, and I know now social media has like kind of degenerated basic human interaction to the point where everything's either attack or defense and nobody just talks anymore. I understand all of those dynamics. I really do. But let me just put this out there. For the love of God, for all of your talk about, you know, the fear of fascism and these kinds of things that you're concerned about, author, we hate authoritarians. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now literally at the point where you have police roadblocks and they're asking, can I please see your papers? Not, It's not hyperbole. It's actually happening. Sorry, sir. Do you have a permit to be out? Do you have a permit to travel today, sir? You need to apply for a license in order to go where you want now. It's just the way it is. It's the new normal. And, you know, like I said, if you're one of these people who's very concerned about authoritarianism and stuff, then they're, they're the same people who are today clapping this. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for protecting me. Doesn't take much. It didn't take much, did it, for us to sell out. It didn't take much for the people who claim to represent, like, the downtrodden. Those who claim to be, like, defending themselves against, you know, draconian authoritarianism and stuff. It didn't take much for them to say, no, no, that's all okay. That's fine. I'll go along with that. Just a promise of keeping you safe. That's all it took. The protection meme, ladies and gentlemen. So because uh, Melbourne's going into yet another two-week lockdown, don't worry, guys, it's just for two more weeks. Uh, any person who is out, who is currently outside of the zone is now banned from going home. So wherever you are in the rest of Australia, you're now stuck there at least for two weeks. And I'm sure going off previous experience, I mean, we've only got a small sample size, don't we? We've only got the last 15 months to decide whether or not it's just going to be two more weeks, bro. I've got a feeling it will be just two more weeks, obviously. I mean, it's, it's clearly just two more weeks. Stop being a conspiracy theorist. Isn't that, isn't that utterly fantastic? All right. Uh, we can do one more here before we got to get out of here. Tell you what, that one's a little bit long. Okay. Let's have a look at this clip, see what see what I've got here. Now, I've got a couple of clips here that I can't even remember why I put them in the rundown. So let's see what this one's about. The Premier expected intense backlash. Intense backlash, huh? The Premier expected intense backlash following this announcement. Protests are already breaking out. Yeah, people are frustrated and angry, Angie. In fact, about an hour ago, police were forced to break up a protest here in Paul Keating Park in Bankstown. There were about 100 people here and they were furious, lashing out at police, stopping traffic, saying really? they are sick of the South West being singled out. We ain't the right. We need to work. We need to feed families. We can't pay rent. We've lost our human rights as opposed to... COVID-19, and we want our rights back on it. Okay, maybe don't scream so much. Maybe don't yell. <laughs> now, this this place, Bankstown, this is like southwest Sydney, high immigrant area, right? And I always, I always knew that this was going to be a problem. I knew that this was going to pop off. You know why? Because the eastern suburbs is like the rich part of Sydney, and the southwest is like, like I said, high immigrant area. Uh, a suburb not far from me, the majority of people who live there don't even speak English, right? So, and that's like round the corner from my place. So this was always going to pop off in these areas because you had the rich part of the the rich part of Sydney. They don't have to get their fucking, uh, you know, they don't have to get a COVID test every three days. I'll see you in hell. 
they're not forcing them to line up for six hours to go to work, right? They, they've put extra police patrols in these areas that you're seeing here on the screen. An extra 60 cars driving around, making sure people aren't walking around, making sure you're not sitting down, making sure you're not going to work. May I please see your papers? And as you can see from those exclusive pictures, a number of arrests were made. Other people were given move on orders, told to go home and stay there until this outbreak can be brought under control. You have the right to protest, just not during a pandemic. We've been over this before. The sheer stupidity of it. The fact that you can have people supporting something as illogical as this. Hey, we believe everybody's got a right to protest. Well, I would like to protest the new lockdown laws. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to protest the lockdown laws. We're in a lockdown. Oh, but, I, but I'm but i protesting against the lockdown laws. Well, you've got a right to protest. Good. Can I protest? Can I get a permit to protest the lockdown laws? No, you can't. It's a lockdown. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, government. Okay, Amelia Brace, thank you. Now let's go to Paul Kadak in Villawood. Paul, the construction industry isn't happy about these new restrictions. That's right, after being blindsided by this order, Angela, industry leaders have been in urgent discussions with the state government this afternoon uh -huh. as across Sydney, builders and developers work to safely and securely shut down their sites Look at in this. time Look at this. for the deadline. Now, health officials insist the drastic... Uh, by the way, all the building sites in Sydney got one day, one day to make arrangements before they were banned from going to work. One day. Imagine, like, all of the preparation and shit. Everything's timed, you know, on a building site. You've got things coming in, people coming in, certain jobs have to be done. You've got a day to wrap it all up. And sorry, you can't go back to work for two weeks. And I'm sure it's only going to be two weeks. Just two more weeks, guys. Just two more weeks. Action was needed, but the industry has warned it will hit hundreds of Very good of point from uh, Foggy in the chat. Construction firms are huge Liberal Party donors. They Indeed, they are developers. Uh, this won't end well. No, it won't. Re remember the no regrets policy, Foggy? Are you forgetting about having no regrets? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I've got a feeling this Liberal government, which is our you know nominal Conservative government, I've got a feeling they are going to be eating a shit sandwich come the next election. And that's not to say I, you know, I prefer the other guys because they're far worse. But it's kind of you, you know, you're bringing it on yourself at this point. There's nothing we can do for you. The workers and cost billions. Mm -hmm. Dozens of trucks cause gridlock traffic. The construction industry rocked to its foundations after the Premier today called a stop work to try to stop COVID. There will be a pause on all construction. A pause. <laughs> it's not stopping, we're pausing. You see, you see the intricate level of detail that goes into these very workshopped little slogans that go around? We're not calling it a lockdown, we're calling it a circuit breaker. We're not stopping you from going to work. We're pausing it. Right. It's just never ending. It's relentless. The amount of manipulation that, you know, average everyday people who are just trying to, you know, live their life and go to work and fucking put food on the table, put their kids through school, all that shit. The amount of, you know, just bombardment of your psyche on a minute-to-minute minute fucking basis for the last 15 months has been unprecedented. Every word is a battleground now. Oh, no, we're not stopping you working. We're pausing it. We don't have problems. We have challenges. Please facilitate tunnel signage to, you know, please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. It never ends. 
large or small. So the announcement was a shock to us. George Diab's Minimum. work site among thousands suddenly in limbo. We've <laughs> got our contractors that uh, have ordered material and we've ordered material for the sites. Yes, that yes we but what, you're, what you don't understand, George, is got to keep people safe. We have to protect everybody. I mean, this is serious. It's a pandemic. And hey, bro, it's just two more weeks. I mean, settle down. I mean, he's clearly, he's, this guy's clearly a right-wing extremist science denier. I mean, doesn't he believe, does he want everybody to die? What's wrong with him? Had to cancel. That was supposed to be delivered early. Oh, boo-hoo. Your business is going to suffer. Oh. We can't, we can't buy lives. <laughs> and whatever stupid other little slogans they come up with. Next week. What this will do to our industry, it will devastate it. The halt, including renovations, maintenance, Certainly cleaning. Certainly unions too. Trade. See, the Labor part, the Labor people don't like it either. He's like Todd finished for the day, and now the fortnight. Maybe to take two weeks off and cruise around the house. The show. <laughs> That's a good Western Sydney boy right there. Yeah, I don't know what everyone's. I don't know what everyone's getting so pissy about. I'm just happy to have a couple of weeks off. I'm going to get fucking pissed, mate. What did he say? I'm looking forward to having two weeks off and cruising around the house. <laughs> Taking it in his stride. There you go. Oh God! Look, we've barely even scratched the surface. So I hope you're looking forward to live from lockdown part three which will be tomorrow night at 6pm, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Uh, stick around. Phil and Kitty B will be on Winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV in precisely three minutes from now. So stick around, give our mate Phil a follow, go and say day and whatnot. I'll be back tomorrow night at 6 for another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. And like I said, we haven't even got to the good stuff yet. So stick with us and we'll see how we go. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this little mini-series format. Because <laughs> I, could, I could just do whatever I want. I can just drag this out. for We could drag this out for months if we want to. Fuck it. Because it's about the people who are here, not the people who aren't. God bless them. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you tomorrow night at 6. Stick around for Winning TV. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.